0: The opinions stated in this podcast do not reflect the opinions of the Alestal as a whole. Welcome back to the Alestal After Hours. I'm Hannah Ledford and with me today I have Theo Waltzon, the illustrator. I don't know how close this mic is supposed to be. Six
1: inches.
2: Six inches? Oh Thank my god. Thank you, Tom
0: Atwood. Yay. That's so
2: cool. I apologize to anyone hearing this. And Chloe Wolf, <laughs> the opinion editor.
0: <laughs> Last time, Chloe and I tried to, tried to record a podcast. It was so bad.
1: Yeah, we ran around Dunham, which is where we film. It's the or not film record. It's the mass communications building for a solid hour. And we kept getting locked out of this room and then nothing was working. It was rough. We just wanted to find someone. There was
0: no one in the building. (laughs) Shout out to Masanda. Thank you. Thanks for letting us use your cougar card. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Today we are going to be talking about America's sweetheart Barbara Millicent Roberts and I'm so excited because I'm the biggest Barbie fan I haven't seen it yet I'm seeing it tomorrow but yeah and we're also going to talk about Oppenheimer I guess (laughs) that's fine I guess we can talk about that too it works
1: um so Francesca our lifestyles editor said can you guys do a review on both movies because obviously Barbenheimer very important historical event. It honestly is. Genuinely. Like, like it's, it's the fourth. Being it's one of the fourth largest um, movie premieres ever. And it's the um, largest opener for a female director ever.
0: Love Greta Gerwig She's so my much. girly. She's my girly. Her. She needs
1: to be stopped. <laughs> she needs to be stopped. But I love her
0: i cry so hard at ladybird
1: yes makes me and little women ah she made me like amy i was just talking to thea about this but she made me like amy and amy irks me but i get her now no see
0: i started like from the side like i was on amy's side when she burned the book i was like no yes you're a younger sibling aren't you (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense that makes sense i felt so bad for joe though joe is my favorite person ever Mm-hmm. Anyway, back, back to, back to topic, so you know. the topic. The movie
0: we're break. actually talking about. Uh,
1: but I think we're going to start with Oppenheimer because that's how we should have started it. We should have watched <coughs> Oppenheimer and then Barbie, but I bought the tickets and correct, but it's whatever. <laughs> Do you want to start, Thea,
0: since you're writing the review on it? Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. No, no, no more ASMR. (laughs) We did that last time. No more. No. Killian Murphy did a really good job. Okay, well. So true. (laughs) So true. No, but
2: actually, like he looked so accurate. I looked up Oppenheimer and I couldn't tell if I was looking at an actual picture of Oppenheimer or Killian Murphy. I was like, which one is this? The casting was immaculate. It was. The
1: the acting. That's some of the best acting I've seen in a hot minute. Oppenheimer's wife, Kitty, I love her. She is the most girl boss I have ever met. The movie should have been about her. Who who plays... Is that... Um, Emily Blunt? Slay, I love yes, her. Yes, Emily Blunt. And then um, the character that... Uh, Rami Malek. Mm. That's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> the, those two characters... The most girl boss characters in the entire movie. They did like nothing. They had like no purpose until the very end of the movie. And then they ended everybody's lives. It was so good. The cinematography, too. I took this over from Thea. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> the cinematography. It was entirely too long and I would never watch it again. But the cinematography so was so good. It was. So good.
2: And, like, the actual thing, like, trying to follow it was kind of messy, but then it was, like... Because there was two parts, the fusion and the fission, which was really interesting whenever I actually got time to
1: look into it. Mm-hmm. Like, the fission is... Was the fission... The fission's the color one. Yes. yes. The There's, fission... Yeah. We should explain that first. So, the movie has two different plot lines. One is the making of the bomb, and then one is um, after the bomb, uh, Oppenheimer was a... Mm, He was associated with the Communist Party and during the time that was a huge no-no thanks to the Soviets. So he was put on trial and they were making him seem like the villain, which he kind of was, but I don't think he meant it that way. And so those are the two parts. So one of them is in black and white and one of them is in color. And at the beginning um, on the screen, the only time words are on the screen is when it says fusion and then fission. And I think... Dylan is going to yell at us for this because he's a chemistry nerd, but I don't know science. No. Hold on. I, I,
2: I looked it. it up. I looked it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I looked it up. <laughs> okay, so fission is when you uh, you take a nuclei nu- no, you take a nucleus and then you split it into two lighter nuclei and then uh-huh. that generates power. Uh-huh. And so that was the that was the building of the atomic, of the atomic bomb. That's building power. This mm-hmm. is happening. This is being created. The idea of the atomic bomb is only within the people that know about it. It's only within the people that have the clearance to know about it. Yeah. And then, fi- no, fusion. Fission. No, that's oh, fusion. fusion. Fusion, yes. yes. Fusion is the black and white version. Yes. And fusion is when you take two lighter nuclei. Nu- nuclei? Oh, my God. But <laughs> you take them and then you fuse them together into one big nucleus. <laughs> my
1: mouth water so bad on these podcasts. I hate it so much. <laughs> but, um... So it's like the two different bombs. So fission was the atomic bomb and fusion was the hydrogen bomb or the H-bomb. But fusion is much more powerful. Yes. And
2: it creates like a world thing. So then, yeah, yeah. it's very world deleting power.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But Oppenheimer was for the atomic bomb because at the time he was like, you know what, we're just going to build it and they're never going to use it because they don't want to kill all these people. But as we know... They killed it. a bunch of people. <laughs> um, and then he was adamantly against the hydrogen bomb because he was already struggling with. Um, he felt really bad about getting a ton of people killed with something that he built. <laughs> so he was like, uh-uh, I can't do it again. And the guy who wanted to build the hydrogen bomb was like, boo, I hate you. So he like snitched on him to a bunch of people said, oh. He's actually a communist and sold all of our information to the Soviets. So that's why he was on trial, I think. Right. I think so. Did I follow the plot line correctly? It was very at hard to follow. At least. <laughs> it yeah. Was, it was very hard to follow because it was being told like so the fusion and fission. Fission. Right. The atomic part. Yeah. That was like the story that was being told. We, we were in the present, which was fusion. So fusion was the present. And he was telling the story to a board of, like, judges, I guess. They weren't... Because it was an actual... It was an actual court. It was, like, a closed session, so he couldn't get public. Because the public loved him. Because they're like, yay, he saved us. He killed a bunch of Japanese people. Yippee. (laughs) And he was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. But, so it's being told, like, a story. And we're losing a bunch of, like, important bits that would have helped make more sense of it. But, like, also the movie was three hours long
0: yeah they
2: did a good job of cutting it down Yeah, because this real thing probably lasted like a billion over 20 years, years. over yeah. 20 years
1: yeah because it started yeah. in the 30s and ended in oh wow like the 50s 60s
2: this man was gray by the
1: end yeah they the make of eight so good what? they because killian murphy looks young mm, okay. and they made him look so decrepit in that mm-hmm. i think the blue eyes helped <laughs> hmm. The piercing blue eyes just glaring at you. I have blue eyes, but I'm horrified of blue eyes, guys. (laughs) Another thing. I I just thought of something. That man put cyanide in an apple and gave it to his professor. He's so real for that. (laughs) Sure. Because he wasn't good at laboratory work, and the guy made him clean up the lab. Oh, my God, me. (laughs) As he was cleaning, he found the cyanide and saw an apple on the desk and said, you know what? I hate this dude.
0: Would you guys have seen that movie if it wasn't connected to Barbie and if you weren't asked to review it?
2: I never see movies in theaters, so no. Uh, Except the Dungeons Dragons movie, but I will not stop talking about it.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
2: Yeah. Thank you.
1: Um, as I said earlier, before we started recording. <laughs> I had a very massive obsession with World War II. Not the bombs and battles part, but the resistance part, guys. No, I'm you not like that. No, you were just like really that.
0: supportive. She really of, likes like, tanks. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I love tanks. That is a lie. <laughs> I liked the resistance part of people who were getting um, minorities out so they wouldn't be sent to concentration camps. And the French resistance, so cool. Anyway... I lost my train of thought. Oh my god! I need to stop that. You said you but support. Yes, I would go. I would go see it probably. My mom actually. I told her she had to go see Barbie because Barbie, it's for the girls, but it, it's for everybody. It's but for if the you, girls,
0: the gays, and the bays.
1: Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. You get it. You get it. But I told her she had to see it, and she was like, eh, "I think I'd rather see Oppenheimer, girl." Uh Uh-uh. You are so wrong. No,
0: I saw something, and it's Barbie is for the girls, the gays, and the days, and Oppenheimer is for the straight men to sit there and think about what they did.
2: (laughs) That's so real. (laughs) And even then, they did not think about what they did. They 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 proceeded to mansplain it
0: afterwards. They're like, oh, the cinematography. Okay.
1: The cinematography was good. I will say that. It was quite immaculate. Like, yeah also like the use of sound crazy this is a spoiler this entire thing is a spoiler yeah. i think we forgot to say that it's fine it's, it's fine. assumed I you should like. know if it's a film you should have already seen yeah. this okay yeah. guys oppenheimer it's been out for like and barbie both of days. them yeah. yeah but so they're testing the bomb they did multiple tests but this was the big one and so there's like this the score was great it was very like anxiety inducing which i think was the point but so you have this really anxiety building countdown to when they drop the bomb and then they drop the bomb and for like five minutes is just silence and they're watching like the light come over them and then like all of a sudden the theater just explodes with sound as like the sound wave hits That's you because cool. like yeah it breaks the sound barrier. Atomic bombs break the sound barrier. So it it, like travels across. Like there's different camps set up with different people there. And first it hits Oppenheimer's camp and then it hits his friend's camp and it's another one. And we just watch the sound follow them. And that was the coolest part. And then Dylan had a really good point of like the the silence being it
2: could have been 10 seconds. Like no one counted when we were there. But the um because whenever apparently whenever you were there in Hiroshima when people were there it was um like 10 seconds to when
1: they saw the 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 flash of light and then when you it hit them depending on where you're where you're at yeah but for where Oppenheimer was it was close but yeah and I think my favorite part about it was um so (laughs) as I said earlier um, I was obsessed with things, but one of the things I was most obsessed with was Greek mythology. Thank you, Percy Jackson. Mm. But, so at the beginning of the movie, we see something about how Prometheus gave the the people fire and then was punished for the rest of eternity. Zeus, the god of thunder and lightning and storms, tied him to a rock and had a, an eagle eat out his liver every single day. <laughs> But me and Thea were talking after the movie on our way home. We noticed that when anything important happens or something life-changing happens, water is somewhere around there. Hmm. Um, So, like, before they dropped the bomb, they were really panicking about being able to drop it because there was a massive storm. And then when um, Oppenheimer's lover, who might have been a lesbian, guys, um, she um, committed suicide in the movie by um, drowning herself in water. And any time Oppenheimer was panicking or losing his mind, there was water. Hmm. Like he saw like her committing suicide in the water. And then when he found out about her death, it was raining. And then at the end of the movie, Einstein, you know, the goofy guy. Mm-hmm. I loved his character, best character <laughs> in the whole movie. But at the end, they're like standing by a pond talking and it's slightly raining outside so you're seeing all the ripples on the water and earlier in the movie they talked about how um, there was a chance where they could blow up the entire world with this atomic bomb but they still made it and he took that information to Einstein and said can you please run this and Einstein said no nah, I'm bad at math thanks though. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end Oppenheimer's like you know that point 0.1 percent chance that we had of destroying the world I think we did it and then it you see like it zooms out on his massive blue eyes he's just staring <laughs> off into Ew. the world and then it's raining and mm. you see the ripples of the water like a ripple effect like i don't really want to explain that because i don't really know it, but it's i know there. what it is yeah. It's yeah. there. it's there and it's raining and he's just glaring at you but i i thought that was cool that's <laughs> interesting though yeah. yeah yeah can we move on to this yeah it's the been best 15 part?
0: minutes i want to talk about barbie now <laughs>
1: Wait, wait, i got to say something. (laughs) Okay. Um, Sorry. The movie also made it seem like there was nobody where they built Los Alamos, which is where they did the research, but it was native land. And they did not say that in the movie except for at the end when they said, hey, what can we do with Los Alamos? And um, Oppenheimer said, give it back to the natives, which they did not do. And uh, the people who lived on that land, they were given 24-hour notice and they had to be out. They did not get paid for their land. They were rich in land, but not in money. So all they had was their land and they got kicked out and a lot of their cattle was shot. So they just didn't have money and they're still feeling the effects of that today. And then most of those natives worked on the uranium mines and on the atomic um, and on different things near Los Alamos. Not only are they now poor due to generational like wealth disparity, But they're also, a lot of people are dying of cancer and uranium sickness because they were not told about the effects, and while the white people who were working at these mines were given PPE, which is protective wear that helps kind of combat sickness like that, they were not given anything of the sort. And I think that was uh, one of the things I didn't like about the movie was they did not talk about that. I do get it was a biopic of Oppenheimer, but Mm -hmm. they talked about the Japanese and how much they suffered. But they didn't talk about the natives
0: could have been addressed,
1: yes, could have better than it was, okay,
0: <laughs> now on to more
1: fun things <laughs> I guess you could say fun, but Barbie <clears throat> destroyed me,
0: yeah, I feel like it's gonna like make me have an existential crisis, yes, yes,
1: yes, mm-hmm. if you have mommy issues, beware, guys. why, <laughs> okay, so you know how have you seen like the trailer where like she's being she's floating down yeah. like as a child would we'll play with her, yeah. Barbie is like a child. Ken and Barbie at the beginning of the movie, they're like children. If you do you have a brother? So you know how when they were younger they were so innocent and sweet and then they yeah. grew up to be mean. No, he's <laughs> not
0: mean. My brother's nice.
1: I'm I'm happy for you. Yeah. I love that for you.
0: <laughs> it's a like small statistic. Yes. But, yes. Yeah. But
1: he's an Alan then. We love Alan. But Alan that's
0: Michael Sarah.
1: Yes. <laughs> he was everything, <laughs> everything to me. But like it's like they're growing up and like you're so close as children and like your brother will worship, or like any male friend you've ever had like worships their mother and then they grow up and see that like the patriarchy benefits them and they become mean mm-hmm. and not who they were and i think that's how it's kind of what the movie follows but this this movie is a um it talks a lot about the effects of patriarchy and matriarchy, because Barbie Land is a matriarchy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of conservatives are taking this movie the wrong way, saying, oh, this is why the matriarchy
0: sucks. They just hate women. Yes. And they want to yes. create a world where men are the, like, lower...
1: Yes. No, but that's not what the movie is about. Yeah. At the end, after Kingdom falls... <laughs> um, seriously, I'm so serious. You'll see it when you see this movie tomorrow. I'm so serious, but um, I am Knuff. <laughs> Knuff Oh my god, that is. I need that hoodie. But like they say, we're gonna give the Kins as much power as women in the real world have, and then maybe eventually they can work their way up to the Supreme Court. No,
2: they said it, that maybe they'll have enough power as women in the real world do right now.
1: Yeah, mm. Th- thank you, Thea. Okay, but. So they want to work towards that equality, and this movie was very critical of how women are seen in the patriarchy and also how men are seen in the patriarchy, because Ken is like chilling, and then he goes to the real world, and he sees a bunch about stocks and Ronald (laughs) Reagan, and he's like, whoa, also horses. He's like, wow, I can be manly. This world is better for men. Why can't we have this in Barbie land? So Mm. he brings it back to Barbie land. But like, he's like, I can't cry. Why can't I cry? Because like, he has to be manly. Yeah. And then, yeah. So it's like, it's not just bad for women, but it's also bad for men. Yeah. I'm going to pull up my notes because I was, I was literally (laughs) treating Barbie like it was um, a class that I had to take notes for. No, really.
0: Like, Greta Gerwig. If anyone other than Greta Gerwig would have done this movie, I feel like it would have been cheesy oh my god (laughs) i'm showing them the list it's like three whole scrolls down in my notes app gabe had a really good point whenever he left
2: the movie though which he was not what you know but (laughs) good
1: because it was questionable
2: (laughs) (laughs) but it was um that like it's a fantasy world and in barbie land like they could have made it just equal like they weren't forced to make men less than and i feel like it could have brought across the point that equality is the best and that would eliminate the people who like online are like this movie is so left this movie mm-hmm. is trash because of the men being lesser but like I mean the whole point is that we want equality for for mm-hmm. both sexes yeah. like mm-hmm. that's the point yeah yeah and i feel like they could have done that cuz it's not a real world they they're just whatever but yeah, yeah.
0: No. the way that i kind of think I, about it though is like the way that I see Barbie Land, like I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know all the things. Uh-huh. But like, if you're a little girl playing with Barbies, you don't like, know about any of that. You're yeah. not gonna be like yeah. paying attention to the men, really. Like yeah. you're gonna be like focused on the women. We were so. busy
1: making our Barbie scissor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I never did never. that. <laughs>
1: <That's> so weird. <laughs> but. Um, um, my favorite part of the movie was um, how they brought up, like, a a girl growing up in the world and how we lose our sense of um, childlike wonder. So um, when Barbie first comes to the real world, the first thing that happens to her, she gets catcalled. Mm-hmm. And then she's, like, panicking because she's, like, losing her mind like, the reason she was told to the, go to the real world was because everything was falling apart and she was, like, depressed and stuff and she was getting cellulite.
0: <gasps> oh, <Yeah>. my God.
1: <laughs> yeah, so she's going to the real world and she's, like, she realizes that... Because they thought that Barbie Land was just like the real world. So they're, like, women mm-hmm. are thriving. Women love us. And she realizes that that's not true. So she's just kind of sitting on a, on a bus stop bench at a park and she's, like, watching all the bad things happen. And then she looks at... Um, looks at the trees and like the sun is shining through the trees and it's just gorgeous. And then she looks to her right and she sees an old lady and she says, you're beautiful. And the woman says, I know. And she's crying as she's saying this, because I think one thing that we've been told since we were little girls is that aging is disgusting and you should. And you
0: age. still see that. Yeah. Like you, like with the aging filter. Yes, on that's TikTok. what I was just about mm-hmm. to bring up. Everybody's yeah. like, oh, she looks like she eats kids.
1: <laughs> yes have you not seen that no <laughs> but they're like oh, i hate her she looks like she eats kids but like i don't know <laughs> i feel like um it's just a really good reminder that you know yeah. just even though we're growing up that doesn't mean we're ugly or no. something like
0: that's... i think i think like crow's feet and like smile, smile lines, lines are, so, are beautiful. so beautiful yes and they wanted to cut that scene out yes
1: do, do you know who that woman is I think it's a costume
0: designer. That yeah, she's
1: I, d- I don't know her name. I'm so sorry, but I know that she's a massive costume designer within the industry and mm-hmm. got a work, has a really close relationship with her. Like Ruth something. Yes, I think so. Ruth
0: Hadler, maybe. No, maybe. that's
1: no, nope, that's the bar- that's um, Barbara's mom. <laughs> er, that's, bra-
0: that's Barbara's mom. Yeah, anyway. someone like spread misinformation yes. that that old woman was, was like, Barbara? yeah.
1: Stop it, guys! No, that's not right. He's a really huge Hollywood costume designer who's yes. it's like almost seen like as a mo- mother figure to Greta Gerwig. Yeah, and let me tell you, when that scene happened, I was bawling my eyes out. Mm-hmm. Like I was bawling. And then um, another thing about childhood and growing up that we see in the movie is America Ferrer's character. She has a daughter. America's character was the one who was actually playing with the Barbie and giving. Um, Margot Robbie, all these depressing thoughts. Aww. Like, yeah, because like she just wanted to, she missed her daughter. Her daughter was 13, so she was growing out of the age of playing with Barbies. Mm-hmm. And so she just kept a Barbie and was like playing with it to like remember her relationship with her daughter before her daughter started getting older. I don't
0: I, have any of my Barbies anymore. I have
1: them in my room. I don't have any.
0: I'm <laughs> <That makes laughs> so, so upset. upset.
1: I know, I know. But she like, Margot Robbie goes back to, um, Barbie Land, and it's kingdom now. It's a patriarchy now. Sorry, that's and so funny. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, isn't it like Doja Cat? Ka- what? What is it's it?
2: Mojo Doja Cot. Ka- Mojo Dojo Casa
1: yes. House. <laughs> that's what he named Barbie's house. <laughs> but um so like, Barbie is like all depressed and like freaking out. Like she can't do anything about this, and how is she supposed to do anything now? And America Ferrera has this powerful powerful monologue about how women aren't never seen as enough we have to be perfect we have to do this we have to do we have to have a job but we also have to be a good mother we have to do all this and it's still not enough Mm -hmm. and it breaks Barbie out of her trance and also breaks because all the female Barbies like at this point were becoming servants to the kins and like they all had careers they were all powerful women and they all just gave that up to be servants they were under a trance and Mm. that is breaking all the Barbies out of the trance, but... I had to
2: listen to a man describe Justice League.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But um, (laughs) it was just a powerful thing, like, seeing how women are perceived in this world, and it did an excellent job of doing that. And I think it also... Another a critique that a lot of people had about I'm t- taking up all the time. I'm so sorry, it's okay. guys. <laughs> but a critique that a lot of people had about Barbie was that it wasn't intersectional enough. And an intersectionality is something like you have multiple different sides of you. Like I'm a woman, but I am also white. And those are they intersection to make who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, so everything about that just makes you who you are. And they were saying this movie isn't intersectional enough. It is white feminism at its finest. But I think that having America, who is um, not white, I'm she's Latino, I believe. Yeah. But she's not white. Um, there's a a lot of education and um, stuff like about minorities and talking about it falls on POC women. So hmm. it did like it fell to her. She was the one who saved Barbie, and I think that was a pretty powerful commentary on. There's also, the real world. Yeah. There's a, then there's, the, like, the amazing thing where it's just, like, even if you are the minimum, you're still human. And it's, like, mm-hmm. uh, that yeah. part got me. Because she was, she works at, like, Mattel, the <laughs> headquarters, and she goes up to the boss and she's, like, can't we just have a normal Barbie? And he's, like, meh. And then she's, like, bro, <laughs> you're a man. We need normal Barbie. And then they got normal Barbie, I think. Because it would make mm. money. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah duh. <laughs> Duh. Oh my God. My favorite part, there was Weird Barbie, very queer coded. <laughs> yeah. Extremely. But my favorite part about Weird Barbie was do you know the dog that pooped? Yeah. Did you have that? No. I, I had, it.
0: had it. And it was my favorite Barbie toy. I definitely had a dog that looked like but, that. Like, I don't it came think with it poops, the dog though. food. Yeah.
1: And then you fed it and then you lifted up the tail and the <laughs> yeah. poop came out and then it had like a, it was the poop was metal so you like had a little poop <laughs> scoop wrapper and put it in the trash can but I saw that I was like oh my god that was the best part for me but hmm. when I was and- a kid
2: I swallowed one of the metal
1: <gasps> things <laughs> just thought I should put that out
2: there oh my god oh, yeah. I was like I have to get this clean I was very intelligent as a child actually very When I was a kid
0: I swallowed a bead <laughs> Like a like a metal bead? No just a bead I didn't put well, things like, in my mouth Well like, you're I'm gonna get bead. sick now You don't have a good immune system If you didn't put weird things in your mouth as a kid Chloe doesn't have the McDonald's play place immunity
1: <laughs> No I was there all the time I loved that McDonald's play place R.I.P. R.I.P. Is still around? Not
0: really. No. They tore down mine. The viewers now. Huh? What color was the bead? No. What color was the bead? It was lime green.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am so glad this information was put out there. What color were you guys' rooms as children? This is important.
0: Mine was uh, pink and green floral.
1: They didn't let me paint mine.
0: No.
2: (laughs) Oh. What
1: color was it? I don't know. I think like beige. Boo. (laughs) What color was your bedspread? What color was your bedspread then?
2: I lived in the same room as my mom for like the majority of my childhood so none of it was my choice however she did have a good aesthetic good mm. it
1: was like purple with dark purple like Ooh. flowers yeah it was pretty Thea's built different i had a lime green room <gasps> with a purple bedspread, and it Were was also floral lime green yes it was like not a lime green but like a darker green not a darker green but like very green spring hmm. green i'd say probably
0: i always wanted a barbie dream house and i never Got one, cause that's ridiculous to I, buy your child. Out I, ha- I had bit. the so I sensitive. had the regular dollhouse, so it was yeah, like the real <laughs> the real Barbie house. No, what I did though is I took all the books off my bookshelf, and then my bookshelf was my little Barbie dream house. And each Aww. little cubby was a little room. That's so yeah. real. What was your guys's favorite Barbie? I had so many. I had a Mary mariposa is that the fairy one yes the one with the the wings wings.
1: yes oh my god the one that with the wings that popped out Uh oh my god i loved that one that one
0: was good
1: i like the ballerina one
0: yeah i had a she was like teal yes i had a teal one i had the pink one like the Mm. light pink one did you have a favorite barbie thea didn't play with
1: barbies she played with brats
2: (sighs) i played with monster high dolls get it right sorry sorry which one which did you have oh my god i love claudine okay so Odina true is so real yeah. so
1: true she is so hot so real thank oh, you Thea. <laughs> yeah. thank you
0: did you guys oh my god so important did you guys watch barbie life in the dream house
1: yes no my friend is obsessed <sighs> with it I'm she obsessed made me watch it like two months ago i'm not even joking you we fell asleep to
0: barbie dream house it's the best i have the first episode ingrained in my memory because i've rewatched it so many times
1: i have the i've sent my friend to tiktok who's obsessed with it And (laughs) said something along the lines of,
0: Barbie Dreamhouse Ken would never. He wouldn't. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) No. That was the good Ken. And I thought that's the Ken that we were going to get. So I was confused when I saw these things about him, like, being a bad person. And
1: I think that's why Ryan Gosling was the perfect cast. Mm
0: Guys, So true. Perfect Him guess. and his interviews. He's I know. just having
1: the time of he really his life. Is. He's method acting, but on a good <laughs> level. Method <laughs> acting is horrible. You should never do it. No. But he's good at it. Yeah. Just for Ken, though.
0: I heard they're already talking about a sequel. Yes, because
1: it was, like, as I said earlier, like, the most grossing film for a female director. The mm-hmm. highest grossing, sorry.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Oh, shoot. <clears throat> Bringing up Ken brought up another thing. At the end of the movie um Ken is bawling in Barbie's bed. She's like, I'm never good enough and she's like, bro, me neither. That's that's okay though. He's like, but it's Barbie and Ken. I can't I'm nobody. I'm just Aww. your sidekick. And she's like, but you are. And then she apologizes to him for like not seeing him as a person. Mm-hmm. But in my point of view, he she like always took care of him, always looked out for him, she always. Did. Like she never like yeah she didn't let him stay the night because it was girls night every night
0: ken it's girls night duh but (laughs) he was like
1: but when she was like apologizing to him and like saying we got to figure out who we are without each other Uh he just kept taking it as romantic like Mm -hmm. he was like every single thing she said he like tried to kiss her Hmm. and like i think that was a good commentary on how women are seen as caregivers and um it's always up to us to apologize and make sure that c- the man is okay. And they always take it as romantic. Yeah. Even if you don't mean it as romantic, they yeah. always yeah. take it like um, that.
2: Psychology thing, the, o- 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 Oedipus. Oedipus. Ugh. People are going to kill me. Freud.
1: Yeah. Ugh. There's a whole podcast <laughs> episode me hating on Freud. <laughs> Good. Sleet. Yeah. Anyway, that was my first episode. It's my favorite. Chloe, Go are you scared of horses? It. Um, not really. <laughs> I'm scared where this is going. (laughs) You just said you hated on
2: Freud. Chloe, please. Chloe. Oh my God. If you get it, you get it. I'm talking to the viewers right now. Listeners,
0: Listeners. silly guys.
2: I love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) The only Freud
1: I know is Sigmund Freud. He's mean. He's mean. They'll know what I mean when I say, Are you scared of horses? Okay. I I hope I I get comments on that. Can you tell us?
2: No. I'm gonna let the no. viewers tell you. Okay. Okay. We're bringing the viewers into this. I love you guys. It um, yeah does not uh, actually yeah. know who you are. I, I, my love is unconditional <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> and I can't
1: change. Got <laughs> some Bruce in here. But anyway, back to the important, deep subject we were talking about. Yes. Horses. No. No. Ken and Barbie. <laughs> Ken never apologizes to her for stealing her entire life, her home, her job, everything.
0: I couldn't forgive that, I don't think. No.
1: Barbie is too good. Yeah. Too good. And then she's like, I'm going to become human. And you know what the first thing she does as a human? It's the worst thing ever. Worst joke. I'm sitting there bawling about, like, (laughs) all these home videos that just played of of women who had died. They were submitted videos of people who had passed away the most upsetting thing you've ever seen. And then you just see her getting out of a car in Birkenstock, she says, I'm here to see my gynecologist. And then Ice Spice (laughs) starts playing. And you're bawling bawling your eyes out about how upsetting the scene you just saw was about being a little girl and how moms stay back and watch their children go on. And then gynecologist joke and Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> You're sitting there bawling your eyes out, listening to And I'm Bad Like the Bob <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. That's
0: it so was so funny. It was such
1: a good movie though. I'm I'm so serious when I say it is one of the best movies I've ever seen.
0: No, it's already my favorite movie and I haven't seen it. Yes.
1: The thing the first thing I said once Barbenheimer was done after we'd seen Oppenheimer and Barbie, I said Barbie is a movie I can see multiple times, mm-hmm. and I can tell you right now, it's my comfort movie right now. Oh, I already know that about myself, yes. yeah. Oppenheimer, watch it once and you're good. Yeah. You don't need to see it again.
0: Some people do, um, Barbenheimer, I'm doing Barbie Barbie, tomorrow I'm going with my friends to see Barbie, and next Tuesday I'm going with my boyfriend, and I'm Good, so educate him. Yes, I'm going to like Make quiz him, wear him after, I'm going to like, what pink. did you think, <laughs> what did you take away?
1: Make him wear pink.
0: Mm -hmm. He has to. He's obsessed with the song. Which one? The Ken
1: song. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, because why was Ryan Gosling singing multiple musical songs? He ate. Is he the only one that sings? Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. And then there's a joke in the movie, almost immediately, about beaching each other off. Yeah. I'm going to beat you off. What does that mean? What does that mean, Ken? Just, just, I, I don't even know. It was so goofy. It was so goofy, mm-hmm. and then we're forgetting the most important character in the whole movie. Yo, mama. Is it John Cena? It is Alan. Oh, okay. Alan, <laughs> Michael, really Sarah. So I apologize. <laughs> I hate you, Thea. Anyway, is your hey, mom is, is, is a very what? important character, though. She is. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Continue. Um. Thank you, Ruth Hadler, for creating Barbie. You yes. Know, yo, mom. Yo <laughs> mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> um. But. Um Michael Sarah. The ultimate feminist. Alan is a feminist and I'll die on that hill. I also one thing about Barbie Land that I noticed is it's very binary. The Barbies are very female and the kins are very male. But Alan is neither in my eyes. Alan's it's just, just Alan. kind of there. Alan is Alan. <laughs> and he's the only one, you know? But America, like the human characters were brought to Barbie Land, and they're like, nah. We gotta get out of here. This is a patriarchy. It's the same. And they're going on their little way, driving the car. And all of a sudden, Alan pops up in the back. And <laughs> he's like, I can't be here anymore. I hate it here. I gotta get out. <laughs> so they're going. And um, a bunch of kins are building a wall, but Alan says, once they figure out how to, how to go sideways instead of just up, it's over. We got to get out because they're just building a wall. And it's just a tower of bricks because they can't figure out how to go over. That's so funny. But then he gets out. and He said, I'll distract them. <laughs> you know what he does? He beats all of these kids up. <laughs> He's like punching them, taking them out. It's like Scott Pilgrim versus the World and Barbie. He's taking them out, oh and then God. America and her daughter are like, "We gotta go back. We gotta save them." And then, and then he's just kind of there, like, "Oh, I'll take you to Weird Barbie." <laughs> he's like, "Okay, I guess." But Alan is just a feminist through and through. Aww. He's for
0: the girls. We love Alan. We do love Alan. Be in, in a world full full of kins. Be an be Alan. In Alan. That makes me so sad, though, because, like, growing up and watching Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse, I mm-hmm. always thought that, like, that Ken was, like, perfect. Yeah. And now it's like, no, Ken's a bad guy.
1: That makes me kind of sad. Yeah. At least his profession is beach. That's his profession. It's not lifeguard. It's not surfer. <laughs> it's beach.
0: That. It sounds like, like, the funniest thing ever and also, like, the most existential crisis <laughs> ever. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> Oh, I had something else to bring up that was very important to the movie. Profession is beaching
1: other, other <laughs> <kings> off. <laughs> other
0: <kings> off. <laughs> something that's unrelated, but um, I love Margot Robbie so much. Yes, yes. And something that I think is so barbie coated is: Have you guys seen The Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that scene where she's having dinner with Leonardo DiCaprio uh-huh. and she orders a straw to drink her wine with. She's
1: so real. <laughs> yeah. I, I, agree. I love that. I agree. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. You brought up John Cena earlier. <laughs> I saw the funniest thing. So you know how John Cena is the kin to Dua Lipa's Barbie? The lace front. Yes, the lace front. <laughs> so Perfectly they, they gave Dua Lipa the worst pink wig you have ever seen. It looks like a baseball cap. They put it on like a baseball cap. Just a cap. hat. It's yes. like a Lego hair. <laughs> yes. And then John Cena is laid to the guys. <laughs> you do not see a hairline. You cannot tell that is not his real hair. It is laid. Oh, my God. And they just put a hat on Doolipa.
0: <laughs> I can't tell, like... What to, I don't know what to think about that, you know? I just think it's so goofy. Like, it who is.
1: hated my girl Dua
0: Lipa so much? Yeah. Which, like, I get it, because, like, she does look like a Barbie with that wig, mm-hmm. but also, Why like, wouldn't you just do that for John Cena's character? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been too silly. That would have been too much.
1: Oh, I've, I remember what I was going to talk about. I've seen a lot of trans-masculine people saying they identify with Alan a lot, hmm. and I think that is very important to acknowledge... That Barbie is also very much for the trans masculine people, all trans people. Barbie is very important for you guys too, because yeah. Barbie is something you can see yourself as, and mm-hmm. it's very important.
2: <clears throat> or don't want to see yourself as. Yeah. Or that. And I can't change, even
1: <laughs> if I tried. <laughs> but I've seen a lot of people saying that Barbie was very healing for their inner child, and yeah. I hope, I'm I'm happy for them. I'm happy for you guys oh, if it's that so if sad. you felt that for you. But they're all, they're all, like, identifying a lot with Alan. And the thing in Barbie land is, like, they all say, hi, Barbie. Mm-hmm. Hi, Barbie, all the time. And in the comments of these posts, they're all, like, hi, Alan, to each other. <laughs> and I cry. Aww. It is so sweet. Yeah. So very sweet.
0: Anything else? Yeah. Um, oh, I've been seeing these TikToks that, like, warm my heart so much. Uh-huh. Where, like, there's these moms and whenever they were kids their moms had like passed down the like holiday barbies or like the mm-hmm. special edition barbies and like you just keep them in the box you just look at them you can't play with them mm-hmm. and then those moms are giving them to their daughters to like open and play with Whoa. and it's I, so had, I had one of my
1: mom's barbies i had the original like the scary wow. looking pressing yeah i had one of those with the red curly hair <laughs> it was kind of scary yeah but i had it and i loved it i <clears throat> think i still might have it definitely go see barbie over at oppenheimer if you have a short attention span yeah
0: i don't think i'll see oppenheimer like or it have, was
1: good yeah it was great but i would never see it again oppenheimer is so just sensory
2: overload yes mm. i think that's yeah. a point that is the point i'm
1: good <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah if you if you like have super sensitive senses (laughs) don't see oppenheimer don't see it that's the worst way to put that also
1: no (laughs) subtitles bad why (laughs) no subtitles there's no subtitles in the movie oh so you don't understand like half of it oh i need subtitles yeah i need it i didn't need them in barbie but i needed them in (laughs) oppenheimer
0: i'm so excited to see barbie
1: yeah we can
0: do obsessions
1: i am so ready for this okay Okay, you go first so
2: netflix has this new movie called namona it is so Good. I bawled for the last 10 minutes of that movie. It is so good. It's about this openly gay man mm-hmm. who wants to break out of I guess society's standards and become a knight and mm-hmm. he gets framed mm-hmm. by the person well okay. Well, okay. Spoilers for Nimona, but <laughs> but um so he gets framed by the person in power and no one believes him
1: uh-huh. because
2: it's the person in power. Like mm-hmm. And he's just some, cause he's the only knight so far that has he's been. Just can't <laughs> he's just can. He's the only knight that has be been so, eaten. been. You made me forget what I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> I get what you mean. He's the first like he's the first common person who has become a knight. Yeah. Successfully, hmm. yes. And then he gets framed, and then Namona is like this shapeshifter, gender nonconforming, technically gender nonconforming, cause like. She says she's a girl, but then she also is a boy at some point, but then she's also a gorilla, and also,
1: like, a dragon. (laughs) So, like... Shape-shifting. Yeah. So she's just, like, a ton
2: of things. And they band together, and then there's a ton of, like, not knowing who is telling the truth in this movie, which is so good. And at the very end, a bunch of the points Nimona is making is, like, everyone sees her as the monster always because she's different, and because of that, she just wants to, them to be right sometimes. <laughs> and at the very end, she lets the world see her true self and everyone is terrified. And she ends up almost taking her own life with the statue. Because the statue is holding a sword out and she almost leans onto it. But right as she's about to, Baluster, the knight, stops her and is like, you're not alone. Aww. I was sobbing. <clears throat> that, oh my god. <laughs> So everything to me. I love Nomona so much. Also, they needed to give her more screen time as a dragon because Hmm. so cool. So cool. There's a lot of time where she's like a rhino too. (laughs) Okay. But I love that for her.
0: Skinwalker.
2: (laughs) The derogatory undertone of that is the job. Sorry. Skinwalker. Oh god. i'm losing my mind
1: <laughs> oh my god um okay i have s- one barbie is my obsession duh mm-hmm. barbie i just like info dumped about it for like 40 minutes you're welcome by the way um second um music i have several oh different people that i'm obsessed with right I've now I've never met a person who likes yeah oh it's insane. not like audrey said the exact same thing last week whoa but Josier came with, out with a new song, and me and Theo were reading the lyrics in the car on the way here. Who let him? Yeah, That man has never met another man in his life. He's only met women. I'm, <laughs> I'm so serious about that. I don't think... There, a man did not influence that. Mm-mm. He is literally Alan. <gasps> yeah. And then also, I'm obsessed with this band called Muna. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. I love them. My friend... They opened for Taylor Swift in a couple of her legs, and my mm-hmm. friend saw them in person. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I will show you videos after this. Okay. They eat every time, and they're everything to me.
2: I heard one of their songs playing in
0: JCPenney. Good.
1: JCPenney, <laughs> wow. JCPenney.
0: That's how you know you made it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They also did, they did a commercial for um, Taco Bell, and it's the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Because, like, you see them, like, Performing And then you just pan to one of the members, and they just have these weird sunglasses on at the keyboard, just kind of, <laughs> like, bobbing around, and the rest of them are, like, running around, the ones playing the guitar, like, doing star jumps. And that, and that person is just kind of standing bobbing <laughs> around at the keyboard. And it is the funniest video I've ever seen in my whole life, and it's so good. Anyway, Muna, guys, go check them out.
0: Okay. Mine is... Okay. When I was a junior in high school, I bought are you laughing I'm scared <laughs> <laughs> why I don't know high school scares me anyway. no it has nothing to do with hi- just like the time frame so okay, I bought go. this kit to it's um like a tea house and you build it and you put together like tiny little paper things and you build the tiny little furniture and I've had it since then and I've been working on it a little bit, and I just recently was like, I gotta finish this. I gotta get this done. Like it's just sitting in a box. And why are you laughing at me? I love that. I love no, I it so think much. it's so fun. It's so fun. It has little twinkle lights on it, and oh, I, I haven't taken any pictures of it, but I'll take pictures of yes. it. Yes, I need thing, to see a picture of this. The whole thing is held together with nail glue. <laughs> oh, because it's the only thing that like dries fast. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So like. Just, like, my desk is, like, countless empty bottles of <laughs> nail glue and, like, pieces of paper. But, like, I'm getting it done. We got the walls up. We got, like, all the furniture's done. I just got to put it together. But, yeah, I've been obsessed that with doing that. That sounds so cute. Yeah, it's really fun. It's like your little
1: bar. You're in your Barbie era. Yeah. You're healing your inner child through playing with dolls, and I love that. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. I love that. oh. Um, well, do you want to tell us what that horse joke meant so we yeah. can end this podcast, please? I do have a way to please. end it, though, that's a
0: little it's, depressing. Oh, but, boy.
1: Okay. It's not even worth it at this point. I, I think it is. was over. No, it's it's never over. Not, yeah. Uh,
0: it's never it'll over. Be, it'll be worth it, though, because then they're listening the whole time. So it's like if yeah, you're listening okay. through the whole thing, then you get to see you the get conclusion. The yes. Okay.
2: Well, so Sigmund Freud was like, if you're scared of horses, I forget how it connects, but he was like, if you're scared of horses, that means
1: you're attracted to your mom. Oh my god. And you want to have forgot sex about with your that. mom. Yeah. My f- other favorite theory of his was, if your dad was bad, you're a lesbian, and his daughter was a lesbian. Thank you, Freud.
0: <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how
1: he are did you going to- absolutely okay. nothing. For <laughs> for I mean, I didn't- <laughs>
0: I didn't want to end this one on a joke, because Barbie's too serious to end on a joke. It really
1: was. Like, you wouldn't think it, like, you'd think it'd just be a silly, goofy Barbie movie, Mm -hmm. but I was bawling throughout the entire thing.
0: Yeah. Okay, I found this quote that I thought we could end with and just sit on and think about. But a Barbie has no tears, and therefore she suffers so much more. (laughs)